0: Jess? Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: I don't know the rest of it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Me either. Why aren't his feet
1: going? That seems right. Yeah. I've slept a lot since the early 2000s.
0: Yeah, just a little, just a little, (laughs) just a little a lot. (sighs) Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We're back. We're singing Casting Crowns. We are it's a good time.
1: Side note: We do have like I was a participant in a pretty embarrassing at this point v- music video to that song specifically. What? Um, <laughs> that's probably on the internet somewhere. Please don't Google it. Oh, I'm doing that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh youtube it was our it was momentum that did it um uh, that not surprise me. it's great y'all um definitely uh
0: casting castings. we all have
1: embarrassing moments in our past <laughs> and they all have to do with youth groups <laughs> they, they all have to do with youth group if you know you know <laughs> you know you know <laughs> I'll find it.
0: Uh, I'll find it eventually. Mm
1: Cool. Um, so yeah, we are uh we're back again. Um I am Jess. Hi Jess, I'm Carolina. This is our podcast?
0: Yes, it is. Sorry, I was distracted by
1: trying to find you. embarrassing yes. videos of me. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I know.
0: <laughs> we I'll all know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it it's eventually. Buried, it's buried somewhere deep in the internet. In the early days of the internet. Yeah. Fine. Yeah.
0: It's gonna. It's gonna take some digging, but I'm nothing if not committed.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that's about you. <laughs> well, uh, if you couldn't catch our cryptic messages and my amazing rendition of Casting Crown's uh, We Are the Body. Yeah. We are talking about the body, quote unquote, uh, today. <laughs> the Which, body. you know, if you didn't grow up in church, seems kind of like... A horror film so um
0: oh yeah oh well we're a different kind of film
1: (laughs) either way (laughs) terrifying
0: very terrifying (laughs) that's not what we're talking about today
1: (laughs) no no no. we're talking about the body as referenced in first corinthians chapter 12 and so I thought we would start out by reading the passage. It's actually mentioned in more than just that passage, but
0: yeah,
1: um, I figured we'd start out by reading it so we can like all be on the same page about what for we're sure. talking about. for sure. So I'm gonna read it. Um, and I'm going to use my current favorite uh, fun translation that I've been enjoying. Oh, not, yes. not my favorite, but it, it's I've been enjoying it, which is called the Voice. So I am gonna read it. Please listen in. Take away. Mm-hmm. Gather, is. gather around, children. <laughs> <laughs> First Corinthians, starting in verse twelve. Just as a body is one is one whole made up of many different parts, and all the different parts comprise the one body. So it is with the Anointed One. We were all ceremonially washed through baptism together into one body by one spirit. No matter our heritage, Jew or Greek, insider or outsider, no matter our status, oppressed or free, we were all given one spirit. Here's what I mean. The body is not made of one large part, but of many different parts. Would it seem right for the foot to cry, I'm not a hand, so I couldn't be a part of this body. Even if it did, it wouldn't be any less joined to the body. And what about an ear? If an ear started to whine, I'm not an eye. I shouldn't be attached to this body. In all it's pouting, is it still part of the body? Imagine the entire body as an eye. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, how just would a giant... Eyes. Just a huge eye. <laughs> kind
0: of angelic, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Only Bible nerds will get that joke. that's
0: fine.
1: Okay. Imagine the entire body as an eye. How would a giant eye be able to hear? If the entire body were an ear, how would the, the ear be able to smell? This is where God comes in. God has meticulously put together this body. He placed each part in the exact place to perform the exact function he wanted. If all members were a single part, where would the body be? So now many members function with the one body within the one body. And I cannot wail at the hand, I have no need for you. Nor could the head bellow at the feet. I won't go one more step with you. It's actually the opposite. The members who seem to have to have the weaker functions are necessary to keep the body moving. The body parts that seem less important, we treat as some of the most valuable And those unfit, untamed, unrepresentable members we treat with an even greater modesty, in theory. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something the more presentable members don't need. But God designed the body in such a way that that greater significance is given to the seemingly insignificant part. That way, there should be no division in the body. Instead, all the parts mutually depend on and care for one another. If one part is suffering, then all the members suffer alongside it. If one member is honored, then all the members celebrate alongside it. You, the church, are the body of the anointed, the liberating king. Each and every one of you is a vital member. God has appointed gifts in the assembly. First, emissaries, second prophets, third teachers, and then miracle workers, healers, helpers, administrators, and then those who speak in all kinds of unknown languages. These are all members gifted. Uh, oh, are all members gifted as emissaries? Are all gifted with prophetic utterance? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Or are all gifted in healing arts? Do you all speak or interpret unknown languages? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Pursue the greater gifts. And let me tell you of a more excellent way, which is love. The end. That was a really long passage, sorry. But it all was important. That
0: was First Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of verses.
1: the uh the summarized, the Hayes paraphrase mm-hmm. uh we're all that we are all individuals part of one bigger body bigger group which is the church Mm -hmm. and all the members are important and equally valuable and if one hurts we all hurt and if one is awesome we're all awesome yes the end
0: the end well good talk see you guys next all right (laughs) (laughs) that's it for uh episode seven and oh you guys got it all right Oh yeah, it is episode seven. <laughs> just we love the number seven around here.
1: hmm hmm mm-hmm.
0: We should probably someday explain why. We just
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our loyal listeners will uh one day, you know, when we're like super famous, they're gonna be like, but what does the number seven mean?
0: <laughs> what does it mean to you? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> yeah no um it's good it's so interesting that you chose to read from first corinthians because i mean this is super random but last night at the small group that i go to here in brazil we had communion we took communion and um our small group leader read from first corinthians 11 and I just think it's super interesting that this whole um, passage about the body comes right after um, Paul talking about, you know, and kind of explaining the Passover and the first communion that happened with Jesus and the disciples and the breaking of the bread and the cup and and mm-hmm. how that is like an invitation into community mm-hmm. with Jesus mm-hmm. and with each other and mm-hmm. then and then he begins to speak of the body. I think that is really cool that. That's a really cool uh, coincidence.
1: Uh, yeah, total, total coincidence. He probably definitely didn't mean to do that because oh. that doesn't sound Oops. like Paul.
0: Cool. No. <clears throat> but like cool, coi- cool coincidence that I read, a, I read that yesterday. And then today we're talking about the next chapter.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So fun. <laughs> Totally, totally not on purpose there, Jesus. Yeah. Got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's start out with our first question to discuss today, which is what does it mean to be part of the body?
0: Um, I mean, I think it means a lot of things, but I think overall it means to be part of a community That is uh, truly united, but not uniform. Mm -hmm. um, That celebrates each other's differences and each other's triumphs. And, you know, carries each other when there are failures or there are hard times. And, um, Yeah. That belong that belong to the Lord.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, but that's what it should I'm, look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I like that Paul chose to use a body as an allegory for yeah. what it means to be part of the church, um, because. I don't know many people who would like to go without a part of their body. Like, you know, (laughs) who would (laughs) Um, enjoy that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I don't know many people who are like, yeah, I don't need this hand. Like, you could go ahead and just cut it off, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just the way he kind of like tongue in cheek is like, what if we were a giant eye? We couldn't (laughs) hear, you know, Um. I really like how he does that because, you know, it kind of highlights the um, importance of people being different. Like you said, like unity without uniformity. Um, Also the value of people not being the same. Like they're, it's not just about like putting up with one another, but actually about the fact that other people You can't do what other people can do.
0: Yeah. And that's a good thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. And what was intended. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There was not. uh, There wasn't an intention to be all exactly the same. Yeah. Because then you can't accomplish the purpose of. A whole being.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like you're not completed. And it it Mm -hmm. reminds me of something that you like to say all the time. Because um we in life and culture and the church outside of the church wherever we like to say you know there's that there's balance to everything that there needs to be balance but I like it when you say you know our God is a God of completion not just balance Mm -hmm. and like the way that I see it in my head like balance is two-dimensional um Mm -hmm. there's this side and there's this side but you know what about this side over here, and this side over here, and like, like rather than a circle on a page, it's a sphere, right, and um, our God is a God of of the complete picture, of the full picture, and of completion, and so you can't have a body, a complete, healthy, um, whole body without every part, and mm-hmm. I think- I think what's sad is that a lot of people are scared of things that they that are different than them, scared of things that they don't understand. So they then create bodies that are not healthy and that are incomplete and that aren't able to grow because they are missing something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They can't move forward because they don't have feet. They can't reach out because they don't have hands, you know, because they're all feet and they wanted more feet. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm
1: yeah or they're all mouths and they wanted more mouths
0: yeah and no ears so they can't listen Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah um I think also like something to you know when I I recently read this passage and um one thing that stuck out to me was well there were several things that stuck out to me that I was like I'm pretty sure that wasn't in my my bible originally someone inserted that in there (laughs)
0: Uh, <laughs> like it's a google doc <laughs> yeah like who edited this google doc linked to heaven <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> you just see god's cursor on the page yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine. oh that's fantastic um if only it worked that way uh so one thing that like i kind of interpreted from the passage is the importance of being interdependent but not codependent so mm-hmm. like we are interdependent on one another but we're still individuals like each individual member has its own job and its own gift that it brings to the whole body right. and it's not dependent on you know it, the eye can't say to the ear well I need you in order to see no right. the eye's gonna see regardless But we are interdependent in that we need the ear to hear, you know, the eye needs the ear to hear. It can't hear without the ear.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? So there is like this weird um, complex mystery of being interdependent, but not codependent. Right. Right. Which I think is really important. And sometimes I think we either go one or other, we swing one or the other way in the church. We either make it about conformity and everyone should be and think the same or we make it about codependency. Yeah. And it's like, I can't do anything without so-and-so, you know.
0: Without the pastor um, or without with, uh, yeah. this guy mm-hmm. or without whatever. Or like women, a lot of times have a, have a hard time with this because I think that the church has taught them and society in some ways have taught them, you know, you can't do anything without your husband.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: or you can't do anything without being married (laughs) and like there's just a lot of these like little nuggets of of these lies in in our society that that have swung in one direction and i think humans have a hard time staying in the middle anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) even the healthy ones yeah
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what day you catch me, how in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, And I think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting a partner or a community in order to feel more comfortable doing whatever thing. The problem becomes when you anchor your identity and your worth to another person or another or community. And say, I, I don't have value if I'm not there. If right. I'm not connected to that person. If that person doesn't value me. Um, I that's have no when idea what that's becomes, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, me <I'll be> either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never experienced that in my entire life.
1: <laughs> totally foreign concept. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's yeah. not what I've been battling all year long. What? Who said that? <laughs> Tell us more, Carol No, we can continue
1: (laughs) Fine Fine You're not going to get out of it because the next question Is uh, What does it look like to be part of a community And still honor your individuality That is a good
0: question, Jess
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I don't I don't know the answer to it (laughs)
0: I think that, um, I think that in theory we can answer, I can answer this question with all the right words and all the right, you know, phrases. But I think that that's been the biggest struggle for me. You put this question in here specifically to make me cry. I know you did. Um, yeah, you did. Don't even lie to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've known you for 10 years, Jess Hayes. (laughs) Um, and so because that's been that's been the biggest thing i think from the moment that i decided to move to brazil and like the closer that i got to move it to move out date um the the more it became not apparent because i didn't realize what was going on until much later but like the the heavier it became i think and the more anxiety i started to feel in it it presented a lot like FOMO, like I would just, I would move away and just miss out on a bunch of things, and I didn't want to, you know, and I had fear of missing out. Um, but the fact is that, you know, and I I think we talked about this not that long ago at all, and it's taken me since April, May, all the way up until now, so a year, <laughs> To kind of put this together, but the fact was that I felt like if I wasn't there, then I wouldn't belong anymore, or that Mm -hmm. I wouldn't um, have any more value to you guys because I didn't experience the same things you experienced, or um, uh, go, you know, learn the same things you learned, or grow next to you, physically next to you. And Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, unpacking all of that kind of just revealed, you know, that my individuality did get lost. And not even in the sense of, like, that I didn't feel like an individual, but more in the sense of I wasn't, I couldn't be an individual without everybody else's acknowledgement of my individuality, (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, like, my very individuality and identity was tangled up in everybody else's opinion of me. Mm -hmm. And so, not that this would happen, but if everybody decided they didn't like me anymore, I would have been completely lost. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so, like, this whole time has been um, unpacking all of that and, and... doing my best and some days are still really hard and some days are super easy but like doing my best to find my value and my identity and my sense of purpose and my sense of belonging only in the Lord primarily in the Lord um and I think the point that I've gotten to now is like I feel pretty secure in that, but I still have fear that I will come home and feel like I don't belong and so so that's been the battle now on on the flip side and preparing to come back home um because the fact is that I don't know if i if I know right now what it looks like to return to my community and still honor my individuality, mm-hmm. And one thing that I've learned about myself over the years is that when I don't know how to do it, but I want to do it, I tend to be a little bit too aggressive. <laughs> mm. um, and I overcompensate from the because my normal initial reaction is to go with the flow and just fold right back in, right? But I don't want to do that anymore. So then I end up being too aggressive, trying to protect my voice, and so finding that middle ground again—that middle ground, that ever elusive middle ground—is <laughs> sometimes can be hard for me, and it—it's a learning curve for sure. Yeah. So that was a really long answer to your question.
1: It just—I think it takes practice, like you know, in this case for you, it will just take, it will take practice. And I think it'll take intentionality behind saying, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, hi, my name is Carol and I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just trying my best, you know, like communicating those things with your community to say, hey, like, this is an area I'm growing in and I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. So that, you know, then your community can give you space to to figure it out, you know, cover <laughs> cover you when the, you need to be covered, and step back yeah. when when you need your space, right? You know, right.
0: It's fine. It's fine. We're all gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's you know, being being human is hard, and mm-hmm. being human with other humans is way hard. Um, and I think that we tend to be too it would be much easier if we could just have a five-step program of
0: like <laughs> this of is how to
1: <laughs> this is the top 10 ways to be a great christian community step one yeah. you know like uh but humans are messy and so authentic relationship in community with humans is going to be messy yeah um which is why i think paul puts in the back half of that passage um you know give honor to the less honorable mm-hmm. celebrate with the ones who look the worst yeah <laughs> if you fail you fail together you know like I think that's why he puts that in there because he wants to guard again he wants to guard and protect the ones that are struggling when they're struggling and celebrate with not neglecting celebrating ones who are accomplishing cool stuff. Like, yeah, both things are important. And as a community, we have to honor both.
0: Yeah. There is space and humans have the capacity to do both. At the mm-hmm. same time. And, yeah. I, and I think that a lot of people have tried to do this five-step program on how to be a great Christian mm-hmm. community, but it doesn't work because humans are messy. Right. And, and so I think the fear is that, you know, if you celebrate one, you aren't able to help the other, you know, and it's this black and white approach to relationship and and the fact is that humans are incredibly adaptable to all situations um, if they want to be mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> if they, if they desire to be flexible and adaptable they will be then they can be and they can adapt to some really incredible situations and one of those is finding space for the hurting and the triumphant.
1: Yeah. I think my struggle with with this concept of being both a part of community and being an individual is different, of course, <laughs> from yours. Shocker. But <laughs> <What? laughs> we're all shocked. We're um, different? No, I know. <laughs> I am shocked. I think because for me, being an individual has, I've never struggled to be an individual. <laughs>
0: um, what do you mean? You just always stood out?
1: <laughs> I know. It's a shocker for everyone listening, I'm sure. Um, I, that was never a struggle for me. In fact, because I was an individual, it was communicated to me that individuality meant exclusion. Hmm. and so to believe that you can also you can be individual and also be part of community is kind of like crazy talk to me <laughs> like <laughs> that sounds a little bit far-fetched like a utopia
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah in a fantasy yeah. novel
1: <laughs> yeah I was re- I've been reading this book um And there's this quote this week stuck out to me majorly, especially since we're talking about the body. And he was talking about when people disagree with each other Mm -hmm. and people don't, um, you know, have the same ideas about things. They have disagreeing ideas. And he says, in the church, we have made agreement synonymous with acceptance. And so, therefore, we think if you disagree with someone, you must reject them
0: right
1: which is silly because ideas are ideas and not identity right um and it just like really stuck out to me um because it's so true and even I myself have have been guilty of that like if you don't agree with me on these specific points then we can't Bye, you know, you're, you're wrong and you get out of here, you know. <laughs> I feel like that's an area I've majorly grown in in the last few years, giving people the space to, as I say, getting giving people the space to get it wrong. Because, uh, of course, I'm always right. <laughs> like Obviously. Everyone knows that. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, I think for me, it's been harder to figure out what it looks like to be part of community because I I am unwilling to sacrifice my individuality. Right. And so I think as I've grown, that's looked more like giving people space and grace for the times when we don't agree or for the times when, you know, their differentness rubs up against my differentness. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like trying to see the value in the ways that we're different. Um. And celebrate those, those valuable differences. Uh, That's what's led me to be able to be more invested in community and still be, you know, me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I think what I see for you is like, um, you've also been able to find community that embraces your individuality. Um, Yeah, that's true instead of asking you to change your individuality. And so I think a lot of times it's been about, you know, finding those people that are the same kind of weird as you. And, <laughs> yeah. and then because you have that, you're able to then give more grace to people who do struggle to embrace individuality um, because you have, you have your people. Mm -hmm. You know, not that it makes it any easier to be in spaces that don't embrace you because it's not, it's hard. (laughs) Um, It's not easy. It's hard. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like, I know for me, um, there have been a lot of times here in Brazil where I have felt like I don't belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. Not in my house where I'm living, not in the church where I'm going or with the small group that I attend or With aunts and uncles and family who are my flesh and blood, you know, belong nowhere. But knowing that I belong somewhere, sometimes I know it, sometimes I forget it. Um, But knowing that I have you guys and I have my parents and I have my sister and I have a community back home that I will go back to allows me to still be in these spaces. Mm Mm-hmm and not just run back to safety
1: yeah yeah that's the other thing like as as part of a bigger hole you have you have more power to draw on
0: yeah
1: you know like you you don't feel quite as um nothing feels quite as scary or unconquerable when you have access to a bigger hole like Okay, but I have backup, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come at me, bro. I have an army behind me. You know what I mean, like. Um, yeah, there is something really significant about being able to draw upon, you know, power outside yourself, mm-hmm. um, to to overcome some of those like fears and struggles and difficulties and walk into spaces where you know it's not ideal and there isn't acceptance and they do attack your belonging, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I think there was an, there was an episode where I was talking about how um, basically all sin is us trying to steal something else from outside of ourselves.
0: Oh yeah. I remember that.
1: And I think that is why like I'm less prone to operate in, A selfish way um, when I am confident and secure in my community yeah because I am aware of what I have like I'm full you know Mm -hmm. there's fullness to be found there and so I don't have to like try to steal belonging from somewhere because I have it already
0: yeah and you can operate out of the overflow of that fullness rather than trying to fill something that doesn't need to be filled with Mm -hmm. that
1: thing yeah that's good all right last question how has this idea of the body uh, become corrupted in the church and how do we fix it
0: Hmm. I I don't know I think it's I think it's human nature to want to congregate with people who are alike to you. And that's probably why Paul wrote about it in the first place. <laughs> um, I don't know the whole entire reason why he wrote to the Corinthians. But I imagine they were struggling with acceptance
1: of uh-huh.
0: individuals. Um, because the church still struggles with that. <laughs> To this mm-hmm. day, um, and I, I think it's about power, and I think mm. it's it's basically just what you said. It's about you know stealing something from someone else for ourselves, and I think it's about power, and I think it's about control because, um, because we because the the church as a whole, I think, focuses too much on how can we control people. And how can we control their sin so they don't sin anymore and everybody gets to go to heaven? (laughs) Um, And what that does when you you focus on, you know, what the person is doing, what you determine is wrong, and how do you stop them from doing that? Well, then that means that you're going to start trying to squash out their individuality and who they are and... Then you start squashing the gifts that they have that God gave them, and you start, you know, oppressing them. And I mean, the it's a snowball effect, and it just gets worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And so, I I think the church has been doing that for ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we can fix it except to love the people in our lives the way Jesus said to love them Mm -hmm. and love the people that we come across. Um, Because there are some things that only the Lord can sabotage.
1: Yep. I don't know that the church actually believes this. I I... Have seen the church to become a place where individual eyeballs gather. Yeah. Um, or maybe even all different parts gather, but they're not connected. They're mm-hmm. it's like a, a dismembered.
0: I think I think all different parts gather. But they're told they have to all look like one
1: part. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there are ears, and there are noses, and there are mouths, and there are hands, and there are feet, but they're all told to look like eyes. So they all try to do what the eye does, but they can't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that frustrates them, and then they take out their frustrations on other people who are different than they are.
1: Yeah.
0: And they try to well, make them also look like eyes, and it's just, it's <laughs> vicious. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and i i think you know the piece the other piece that i when i said i i thought i thought somebody added something to my bible was the whole section where where paul is talking about um essentially (laughs) essentially relational socialism uh (laughs) because he says to them for the ones without honor for the pieces without honor give gift them with honor give them honor and a lot of times i think that we see just like you were talking about we want to control and manage people and so instead of gifting honor to the members we see as less honorable we instead give give them shame
0: yeah
1: and tell them hey be more honorable but that's not what it says it says to give them honor yeah i don't have them. it give it give it to them <laughs> like yeah and you know, I, I, th- I think for the ones that struggle come alongside like them and struggle with them
0: when you say give them honor i think it's i think in you know today's world in our language we would just say honor them
1: mm-hmm. no
0: they're not behaving honorably and you, that might just be your opinion that they're not behaving honorably that doesn't matter Honor them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Gift them with honor. Honor them. Don't shame them. Mm -hmm. Honor them. And I I mean, we just skip right over those during sermons.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we skip. It's so funny. We skip that whole section and we skip right to the part where it's talking about spiritual gifts. And we (laughs) all talk about spiritual gifts. But we skip over that piece there. Yeah. That's like. talk about equity relational equity (laughs) um yeah and i just think that you know it's it's become corrupted and and i i can't uh voice it any better than you did to say that it's it's become about power and control rather than about community and connection yeah um and it's what has made um christian spaces um difficult for me to be in
0: yeah and i think also a lot of a lot of religious spaces will then say of course we value community and connection you can totally come be in community and connection with us as long as these things and the, these criteria are met as long as you turn away from all of this stuff that you're doing. As long
1: as, as long as you're in agreement with us, yeah, on
0: everything. And that's not that's not community and connection. That's control. I hate to break it to yeah. you. And so, like a lot of people say, like, of course, all people are welcome in our church, but as soon as you walk in here, you better start changing. Hmm. The transformative love of Jesus. Yeah, let Jesus
1: do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to actually love someone in order for it to transform. In order, exactly. <clears throat> like
0: truly love, not
1: control. Unconditional. Love. Unconditional, one way, no strings attached. Love. Just, yeah. Just stop
0: focusing at, on them all at great things. personal
1: cost, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because that's how Jesus did it. Great <laughs> personal cost.
0: You want to be like Jesus?
1: some sacrificing that needs to happen my friend yeah and it's not from the other person it's from you the giver that's who sacrifices well that's fun
0: so yep so exciting super fun
1: love it <laughs> love it i think this is super important it's, it's super important for us to um re-engage and redeem the body of christ because especially if hmm, we're going to talk about this maybe in next episode or in a couple episodes, the idea of like going and reaching out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll try not to be too sarcastic. (laughs) Um, If you claim to be someone who it is important to them to go and reach out to outsiders, sinners, unbelievers... Then it's imp- as important, if not more important, that you have a home for them to come to. Mm-hmm. Because if the body doesn't exist, then the then ev- evangelism is unimportant.
0: Well, it's futile. Like if it's <laughs> if evangelism is the hands, but the hands aren't attached to a body. That's yeah, really that's not- like some super real horror movie. <laughs> We're suddenly part of the Adams family. Uh. <laughs> like that is not okay and I would not want is. to be a part of that either.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it is horrific and I and I think that that people outside the church experience it that way. Oh yeah. As if this severed hand just grabbed onto them. It's and- not attached to
0: a heart it's not attached to a brain it's not Mm. attached to arms that can embrace it's Mm -hmm. not attached to a mouth that speaks love it's not attached to anybody that can see them and it's not attached to anybody that can listen to them Mm -hmm. and so like it's a horror movie and Mm -hmm. if anybody is out there wonders why christianity and christians get such a bad rap in pop culture It's this reason. It's for this. Because Christianity has become a horror movie of a place. Just hands attached to nothing. Mm. There, I said it. Wow, that was really aggressive.
1: (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Although now I do really want to write a horror short story allegory, Uh, (laughs) a horror parable. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, tuned, bye, guys. Hope. I got to go get it'll to writing. A, <laughs> it'll be released in October. So, you guys just stand oh. by for that.
1: Oh, that's such a great idea. <laughs> but where would it go in the bookstore? Mm. Definitely not in Christian living, I don't think.
0: No, probably Christian <laughs> fiction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That be like a better place for it. Um, yeah. Anyways, moral of the story, don't be a severed hand. <laughs> and
0: that, that'll be the uh, title for, for <laughs> the body. Don't be a severed don't hand. Don't
1: be a severed hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even mad about it.
0: Nope. Should we move on to the F word of the day? Yeah, I think we've uh said enough hard truths today. Let's yeah.
1: give let's give them a brief reprieve. With we don't some have enough laughter.
0: microphones to drop anymore.
1: That's true. They're all on the floor now. We're yeah. we're, we're yelling at them from <laughs> far <course>. above
0: chairs. <laughs> all right. Well, I have an F word of the day, and we were talking about the body, and I saw this word, and I was like, oh, this is definitely pronounced feet. It's F-E-T-E. <laughs> it's not pronounced feet. Mm. So, but we're using it anyway. It's pronounced fate, mm. F-E-T-E, mm. fate. Um, and it just means a celebration or festival. Oh. So, you know, Alrighty. to use it in a sentence, in May, when I come back, we will have a fate. Yeah. A big old fate. <laughs> a big old
1: fate. With a fire pit. Some some s'mores, some s'mores, the big marshmallows, the extra oh, yeah. big ones. The
0: ones that won't fit in my mouth.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Take at least two bites.
0: Yes. Non-spicy food.
1: Non-spicy food, correct. Some music. Correct. Definitely music. No one else is invited. <laughs> coffee. Coffee, yeah. The coffee. good coffee, the special coffee.
0: The special coffee. Mm-hmm
1: because shout out shout out to addison roasters if anyone is in the dallas area get some addison roasters jazzy java that's the good stuff so i've heard i've
0: yet to taste it but soon soon, oh, soon. all right well you guys if you guys have any comments about the body or have anything to share or um are desperate to not have to read the horror parable about separate hands (laughs) please let us know you can reach out to us via email at rfmpodcast at gmail.com or send us anything through our podcast Instagram where I will be posting an embarrassing video of Jess when I find it at podcast.
1: something to look forward to (laughs) Uh, all your (laughs) sins come back to bite you guys Uh, you can also reach out to us via our personal Instagrams. Uh mine's at Renegade Pastor and Carolina's at Carolina P underscore to Silva. Also, I have had the song bada yada 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 stuck in my <laughs> head all of this whole time. Okay, that's it. Also, don't forget to subscribe at the end. The, the difference between me and you.
0: Because <laughs> I've had casting crowns second round all day. <laughs> but you've had body ody yada yada Okay, anyway, I'm Caro. I'm Jess. And this is our effing podcast.
1: Don't forget to love each other. Don't forget.